Beat Tank is funded by listeners like you. Put your red shirt on and a brown coat too. Everybody's joining the crew. To the Geek Tank. The Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. Hi, I'm Guy. Hi, I'm Troy. Hi, I'm Chelsea. Hi, I'm Emily. <laughs> this is Geek Tank Season 5. Can lean away from your microphones. <laughs> they should be good enough. Welcome to the show. We are hitting our next to last of our fear topics. Um, in case you haven't been with us for this season, we've picked a different topic for each month, and then each episode will somehow be tied to that topic. Somehow. Somehow. We'll somehow. Some way. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. Use Don't your worry about imagination. It. Correct. So uh, for this one, we're going to be looking at surveillance and the fear that might come along with the... Always being watched. So always being watched, always being listened to. They're watching you right now, and hopefully they're listening to us right now. Troy's and, too quiet uh, now. You can join us live every night Get on closer. Thursday. Get but closer, I'm sorry. Away. Someone be watching me. Why are Emily and I on the loud mics? Like, finally, Emily and I are loud enough to be heard. Our time has come. Feminism podcast. Wow. It has been a feminism podcast. Right. Uh, ha- have they not been watching our show? They don't. Okay. So for anyone who's wondering, the fear of being watched, of, sur- of being surveilled, surveilled. We're, we're, we gotta go we're to not the news. We're not there yet. We're, we're okay. gonna go to news first. But Thank you. We're trying to get all this stuff organized. Just trying to have my back here, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Take his back so and then walk away with we'll it. We'll be covering the fear of surveillance, but first. The news. In the news, Virgin Galactic is merging with a company called SCH. Virgin Galactic. Merging Galactic. <laughs> this makes it the first space company to be dedicated to human spaceflight to be, and it's publicly traded, which Ooh. is interesting. Because Boeing and all of the other ones, Are they're private. public, but but they're not dedicated to spaceflight, human spaceflight. Okay. They're dedicated to launching rockets or making airplanes or whatever. But Virgin Galactic and SCH are going to be the first spaceflight program designed specifically publicly traded company. So that's interesting. Rocket Lab will offer lunar missions and ground station services for people going to the moon. So there will be a space station when you get there. Like, you know, you can fuel up, check the windows. I saw that movie. Yeah. You know, it's good. Have you uh, seen their spacesuits that they designed? Yes. They're so cool. CRT-100s? Yeah. Oh, they're so gorgeous. So those are good. I forgot so to mention this is news in a minute. Wasn't news it? in a minute. So that was your minute. That was my minute. I'm up. You're up. That, that's it? All right. Um, Bethesda is dumb. <laughs> well, that took less than a minute. <laughs> so like um, they, they decided for Fallout 76 to create a private server for you and seven other people, so eight total players in one room. You get an exclusive skin, you get your own place, you get exclusive storage, you get um, a fast track point, stuff like that. They're charging $12.99 a month for this service, or you can buy a year's worth for $100. After the PR nightmare that was pre-orders and how like all that crap went down and the fact that people were still paying $60 for that game anyway and now they're charging an MMO price on top of that, suck it, Bethesda. You're not going to make any money. I really hope you make no money from this. That's absolutely stupid. So good job. Pissed off the internet again. Ow. Okay, that's that's Chelsea's news in a minute. Congratulations. You were mean. You next. All right. We go in order. Dinosaur news. 
A new giant carnivorous dinosaur um, was found in Thailand. It is the Siam Raptor Suwadi. It Ooh. is a um, lived approximately 120 million years ago, which was the Cretaceous period. Uh, call it a little closer to home in Colorado, an unusually rich trove of fossils was found in the Coral, Coral Bluffs. Um, these are mammals that were found after the mass extinction event of the asteroid. Um, so they're kind of like missing link levels of fossils. And then and turn yourself up the, as well. Just a little bit. The skull, this is one of only 15 intact skulls of Tyrannosaurus rex existing in the world. Whoa. It is over four feet long. It was just found in Montana and the uh, animal it came from was about 15 years old. And that's dinosaurs in a minute. So before you start my minute, this is really long so I might not get through it. So I'm going to say before I start it, this got really bad reviews so I don't recommend going to see it. But, uh, you know, reviews are whatever reviews are. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. New movie comes out tomorrow, Friday, the 25th. The current wars was actually supposed to come out in 2017. It was for two years for reshoots. What? Comes out tomorrow. All right, I'm going to go as best I can. Free growing visionary set off in a charged battle for the future in the current war. The epic story of the cutthroat competition that literally lit up the modern world. Benedict Cumberbatch is Thomas Edison. The celebrity inventor on the verge of bringing electricity to Manhattan with his radical new DC technology. On the eve of triumph, his plans are upended by the charismatic businessman George Westenhouse, who believes he and his partner, the upstart genius Nikola Tesla, have superior idea for how to rapidly electrify America with AC current. As Edison with Westinghouse grapple for who will power the nation, they spark one of the first and greatest corporate feuds in American history, establishing the future titans of industry. They need to break all the rules. Hey, I made it. PG-13. <laughs> all right, so we need, uh, we need to unplug Troy's mic because I'm pretty sure it's dead. <laughs> how about it now? It wasn't <laughs> There's a lot of friendly fire under there. Oh my god. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. That was, that was awesome. Guy messed it up, no more volume. <laughs> okay. Don't psychostab Troy. You still can't, I, I can still oh. barely hear you though, so you need to turn. Really? Really? Troy and Guy, you need to turn yourselves up. On or up? Up. Okay, so here's... Up, 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 I'm trying to make it work, I promise. We I think we are matched. We had a whole mic test thing beforehand. And okay. Mic Actually, just kidding. Guy, turn yourself back down to where you were. How about me? <sighs> Can you hear Troy at all? Yes. So I think part of the problem is, I think his microphone does require 48 volts of phantom power. So I might be able to, okay. I'm afraid to turn it back on again because we've got the buzz. Yeah, so go ahead and I just, can just, no, turn Trey's mic off. Em and I can share one. Because we're up loud enough that you can hear us both. You just take this mic, just don't lean Sorry, into Mike. it. I know. I think we'll be okay with three mics because Emily and yeah. I are right here the same distance. Okay. And we've been pretty, yeah. But you can have your choice of mics. Okay. All right. 
Let us know if that sounds better. Okay, go ahead. I'm really sorry about that. Our topic tonight is surveillance, and tonight I will be the monitor, which we're still trying to figure out. Dun, dun, dun. Somebody's on it. Yeah. My moment was on a long time ago. So we're looking at the surveillance and the fear of surveillance. In case you haven't noticed, technology is getting pretty advanced. It has been in the past 10, 15 years. Um, and there are cameras popping up everywhere and everyone's carrying around, except for our camera guy, a personal camera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, that's what I was saying. Um, yeah, it's just kidding. So... Uh, that's what she said? Yeah. So one thing that I thought was interesting that I looked up was that uh, London is one of the most surveyed areas, surveilled. surveilled areas around. I think he just talks quiet. Is it just me or is our sound deteriorating as we go? I don't know. It sounds like it's deteriorating as we go. As we go, uh -oh. it, like it's slowly fading away. Is that mic plugged in? I, uh, I yep, but I, I may have turned it down. He said to get rid of it. I'm jinxing everything and causing it all to just fall apart. So we'll see if I continue talking, if it happens to uh, get better as Guy dinks with things or not. Apologies for that. We're having technical difficulties here. <laughs> and I, apparently we just caused the snorting to begin. Okay. Are you, are you okay? Right, so we need to be closer to ours. I don't know if you can turn M and I back up. There's nothing I can do about Oh, I can do that. I can do that. We can just podcast cheek to cheek. Nice. That'll make people want to come watch the live show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're going to have Did highlighter. I get your highlighter? <laughs> it's, it's some lit highlight. Super <laughs> All right. So let's, let's, let's recycle. Let's. Um, I'm hanging on. How are we? I think we're okay. Oh, it's just a okay, good conversation good. anyway. Luke. <laughs> we got to go. All right. So. Now it's too loud, so we can just be back here. And All right. Fine. Excellent. Okay. So well, the problem we've got is I'm adjusting the no, knob, no, no. and you you're guys fine. keep moving the microphone. No, you're good. All so. right. So, refresh. So, London authorities were early adapters of widespread closed-circuit television, CCTV, uh -huh. surveillance after the city was targeted by terrorists using truck bombs in the early 1990s. From 2012 to 2015, the city saw a 72% increase in cameras, making up one-third of the UK's cameras overall. Today, Londoners are some of the most closely watched city dwellers in the world. As one example, the borough Islington, just north of the central London, monitors 180 cameras. Well, and and, I just want um, to say there are um, there's a website called like Cameras UK, and a lot of people use them as travelers. One in particular, when I was first traveling to Scotland, is on the Royal Mile. So I was looking at fashion over like the month before I headed over there, and you can see the summer turn into the chillier fall. Um, so that determined what I was going to wear, which was nice for me. But there was a there was a point where I was watching it like I think it was like four o'clock in the afternoon, which meant it was kind of late there, like one o'clock the evening-ish, and there was a drunk guy on one of the cameras who passed out in his own puke, and I was like, that guy's gonna die, and so we had we had called emergency services, I think, or no, like, he actually got back up, 
he did get back up. We were trying to figure out how to call emergency services, and he got back up and wandered off. And so it was like, we could have saved that guy's life, passed out in his own puke. But also, like, we're just sitting here in America, like, that guy's going to die in his own puke. So, any case. <laughs> That's kind of wild, actually, we're getting, in we're, its own way. I remember of 1990, between 91 and 92, when I started college, I remember having a conversation with someone about they were upset that they were putting cameras in public places to film people. Sure. And, I'm, and I remember my attitude's kind of the same today as it was then. It's a public place. People can come stand there and watch you anyway. So you don't, you should not expect privacy in a public place. Well, we've had right. security it's cameras. Right. Not like they're stores. putting the cameras in the bathrooms. Right. That would no, be a that problem. that would be a problem. But their con- their their complaint was what you hear from a lot of criminals. Not saying they were a criminal, but it's the. But now I can get caught more, which is like they don't put radar cameras up because now it's easier for people to catch me speeding. They should have to devote manpower to catching me speeding instead of making it cameras. Which that is one of the arguments that they do. Yeah. Actually, it's not that necessarily so much as the you should be able to talk your way out of it with a cop. That's what they're really after, I think. Yeah, which is a lot of pressure on a cop experience. then, which is right. why make it harder for a police officer to do their job? Make them feel guilt. When you have to because I have to pay 45 bucks for a ticket. The UK, I think every time mm-hmm. I top, watch Top Gear, or now it's... Um, Bottom Gear? It's not Top Oh my gosh, anymore. that's a totally different show. But, yeah, it's... Yeah. Anyway, um... They talk about the speed traps all the time and the complaints about the speed cameras, and we saw them everywhere. You see signs for them. Mm-hmm. They have posted signs, and they say within 50 feet, and you have 50 feet to slow down. Right. But they're everywhere. And they also... Um, in the they, middle of nowhere. They use them more there than here, but I've seen it here, too, mm-hmm. where it says um, speed monitored by aircraft. Oh. Yeah, talk your way out of that with a drone. Well, and the, <laughs> the camera light by your house yes. is awful. It, oh, that, that light is so brutal. However, I will tell you, it light. is only pointed to the uh, main flow of traffic, so if you're speeding and running the red light out of Steak and Shake, it won't get you. It's only He's done that before. I've just been observant. <laughs> yeah. This but is not saying he's done this. We've just noticed sitting at Steak and Shake while we're sitting there, it's like, boosh, boosh, boosh. It's like every like three seconds it's going off. Yeah, well, it's but real bad. When I was there with Joe, our, our friend who's a police officer, I was there and we watched... That light would trigger sometimes really fast. Mm-hmm. Like the light would turn red and it would start snapping pictures right away. You know, or the light would turn yellow and it would snap pictures. Dude, I avoid and, that light now. And Joe was like, you know, that's not that's not what we should be doing. Yeah. It might have just been a trick of the eyes because it's Well maybe, but it's one of those things. The thing that I noticed is that the red, the yellow light is longer than most yellow lights. Which you would think would be a good thing, right? But I think it throws people off, and they see someone else go through it, so they try to follow. When yeah, really, you should be, you should be if, if it's within your three-second following distance. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, that's why they say when you see a yellow light, you should I be agree. slowing down. But drivers typically accelerate when they see. So I'll do this. <laughs> what do you think, Em? I think we need to get back on topic and why people are afraid of surveillance. There you go. Because they get tickets. Because you get tickets. Well, and I, like, the way I approach the whole surveillance thing is I was forced to read 1984 in high school, which the entire thing, like you're watched every step of the day, every move, every you make, every breath you take, the government is watching you. Mm-hmm. 
And so then your only escape is getting outside of the walls, and I'm waiting for someone to catch that reference, but I guess not. Um, and the only chance you get to escape it's all right. this, nobody, this nobody really likes the sting of that. It burned. Ha, ha is escaping the walls but then like there's punishment for trying to avoid the surveillance and so like my aspect of like being watched and surveillance and maybe this comes from my husband's side of the family with their whole mountain cabin off the main road kind of living um is you want to be able to avoid that you want to be able to escape the the man that thumb that's gonna hold you down and press you into conforming to society so that's like where where the fear of being watched kind of where I go with that because mm -hmm. right that's terrifying. I, like, I think the biggest problem we've got is all of our current laws have a certain amount of uh, play to them. Like sure. you know we we arrest you for doing X Y or Z, assuming you've been doing it four or five times already, or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean I'm I'm giving an example. So if you put surveillance in all of a sudden, and you can see the first time that somebody makes a mistake, but you're assuming it's the sixth or seventh time they've made a mistake, mm -hmm. then you've got a real problem because you're going to be arresting everybody, left and right. Because everybody's right. going to make one mistake. But if you're nailing them on one mistake, when you've been, you know, where our laws are kind of rigged to be, you know, if we caught you, you've probably been doing it a lot. You know, because there's only so many cops out there, and there's, you know, so the, there's this presumption. So that's part of the problem that I've got. Here's my big problem with this. First of all, ignorance is bliss. Before I was, like, researching everything that came up with this, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, they can look at my phone records. They can look at my Facebook. I really don't care. And then I remembered when the Patriot Act first launched, my mom was a librarian, and she looked for a certain comic book and that comic book was particularly violent. She was flagged in their system, and it caused some problems for her every once in a while that she couldn't do proper searches. They wouldn't go through, and she was looking for things. And that's a little terrifying, that they can just right. be like, you can't do that anymore because we've decided that you're dangerous. Who gets to decide that? Like, usually what happens is you are innocent until proven guilty by a court. And the whole reason we have so much security now is because technology caught up. We finally did catch up our laws with technology, but we did go a little overboard because September 11th was awful. Yeah. Truly catastrophic. And so we went, we need to do everything we can in our power to stop this. So my issue is the NSA gets all your data from everywhere. And then they keep the metadata. And the metadata is, I sent Emily a text today before mm -hmm. podcast at 6 o'clock. The message might be gone because they only store that for a couple hours because they'll sift through it and see if there are any sneaky words with a giant algorithm. But they keep that metadata for like a couple months up to a year. So if I murder Emily, which won't happen, they'll be like, you've been texting Emily quite a lot. Like, and then they'll pour through all my data back again. But all they have is this metadata saying, you sent this message at this point, and then this one at this point. Like, that's kind of weird to keep all that information. And sorting through all this information, honestly, hasn't really helped with counterterrorism. As far as I have read, the Boston bomber was on the FBI's watch list. They were collecting data from him, and they did not think to stop him or see his plans before they happened. 
have right, a big well, problem with that. I, yeah. I know um, I've got kind of, I've got a connection in the, in, in that field. And when I was talking to this individual, one of, one of the things that they had said, which was actually a very good point, was there's only 1,500 of us and there's 300 million of you. We don't listen to anybody. We don't have to, which is a valid point. Okay. Um, because, you know, that individual, which will remain nameless, um, but that individual, um, the whole point that was being made was there's just too many people to listen to people who aren't of interest. And that's fair, but they're collecting all this data just because they can, because the Patriot Act was passed and poorly written. Well, they're, they're searching for red flags. But what's a red flag? Bomb. Oops, sorry, I just triggered it. Well, and and I mean, you know, that's one of those things that's like, then again, uh, you know, you talk about how your mom was... My mom. Your mom. Your mom. Which we didn't your mom you whenever you said that. I was busy. Yeah, we were all like tied up. Um, Like your mom. Anyway. um, (laughs) You're going to keep getting us. um, One of the things that that you were saying about that was the, the point with her looking up one thing that would put her on the list, that's back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. You'll always look up one thing. Somewhere along the line, somebody's going to talk about well, there was this one murder that was so gruesome, and you're like, oh, I'm going to look that up. And then you oh, I'm never looking that up ever again. You know. But, I mean, I did that once. Somewhere along the line, there was a murder where they hacked up the body and put the body on the side of the road. Okay. And it was one of the first super serial killers of all time so because of that uh yeah we do um because of that i went and looked up the the pictures oh because the fbi because they released them didn't they right because it was 1922 oh my god and you could find them and i went and looked them up and then regretted it immediately i mean i was like why did i do this to myself but then like what but, happens, like, if we have a, a true crime night where we binge all these true crimes about, like, Ted Bundy, like, the serial killer tapes. I'm so glad like, that work then. <laughs> so, right? my true crime habit's like, going to get me in trouble. So, what, what happens, like, though, is America, in the very beginning, bread and butter. in the very beginning, all of that stuff triggered all kinds of crap. Yeah. But now it doesn't because people have learned that every human will look up that one time and then go... That was a bad idea. <laughs> they keep them on record on case like if somehow my DNA ended up at a murder scene, they want to go back and look, oh, look, he looked up 30 websites on how to dispose of a body. Here's the problem. Normally they need a court order to do that. Because the reason we but have court don't. orders and the reason we have court orders mm-hmm. is so that it's not just one person who does this. Mm-hmm. I have to go get Judge Chelsea to agree that my idea to inspect all of Troy's clothing or whatever is that's going to be a bad time for you deny bro that's a hunch right I'd watch watch Judge Chelsea right (laughs) I'm a harsh mistress (laughs) Ubisoft bam you're out I would make a joke but it's really not appropriate anyways we should probably head towards so we're going to go we're going to go to a break so you can make that joke off air so you can hear it and we'll be right back after this yeah we should have Geek Tank is sponsored in part by Geekway Homes. If you're a geek and you need a home, contact Geekway Homes 
at www.geekwayhomes.com. Also, we're sponsored by Kieran Games. If you need games, this is the place to go. Contact Kieran Games at kierangames.net. And finally, we're sponsored by Hexacon 2020. Coming up MLK Weekend, Hexacon 2020. We're also sponsored by people like you. If you want to help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash foxblade. Thank you. Now back to the show. Okay, so we're back. We are back, and uh, we are talking about the fear of surveillance. This month is fear topics, and... um, what I think is interesting is something, you know, when you get the, when you join Facebook, you have to scroll through that 100-page list of I agree to all of these things. Has and anybody then you, ever actually read that? Like, I just I'm sure there's know. some OCD people that have, but oh. no one I know has actually read the whole thing. Right. Somewhere along there, it's like, you don't mind if we're paying attention to you and selling your information to people, so when you tell your friend you like tacos, we can post a Taco Bell ad on your thing. Bro, or I like tacos. The NSA might not be watching you, but, but Facebook Bell is. Facebook. And Amazon. How many times Amazon. has that happened when you hit, get an ad hits you that you were just talking about verbally? So one of the things that really freaked me out one scary. night was... Yeah. My wife and I were talking about possibly putting my son into Boy Scouts. But we were verbally talking. Right. And then I turned on Facebook, and one of the ads was for Boy Scouts. I've never ever searched. searched. I didn't research it at the time. I didn't look into it. We were just talking about it. Yep. Because we know that Kevin, our, our engineer, had been a Boy Scout, and that worked really well for him. And Mariah has had reservations with Boy Scouts as an organization, but they seem to have kind of gotten over some of those problems. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about it, but we, we haven't looked anything up. Yeah. And then it came up in my Facebook. Now, was that random, or did my phone record my voice? That wasn't random. It wasn't random at all. See, I've had, more than a, I've had more than a single incident like that happen. You have? So that's why... I believe that one of the things that must be in the agreement you'd put in there is that we can listen to audio. We're allowed to listen to your audio. Have you have you done a test with your Amazon Echo? Because we both have Echoes in our house. I have not yet. That's gonna be oh. annoying. Oh, it's so fun. So Echo. I love Echo. I love putting my my Echo on mute, which is what it's supposed to do. Like it's not supposed to listen to you when it's on mute. And I love shouting a bunch of random stuff at it. Like I write down what I write. Like Home Depot. <laughs> like travel luggage. Like like three or four random phrases and then I'll see if it comes up in my advertising over the week because it says when it's on mute it is absolutely not supposed to listen to you and so far so good we yeah. seem to be okay so definitely try it out I th- it's really fun Man, shouting at your if I programmed them I would have, have it randomly go I'm not listening to you yeah I did not just hear you say Home Depot <laughs> every <laughs> once in a while like it'll turn the mute and, button and, will turn and it I off notice. or somebody will turn it off and I'll come back and it'll it'll repeat back to me and I'm like what are you doing so, as a side note for those of you who are curious, this discussion occurred on the first floor in our living room, and my, my Alexa dot is upstairs in my office, and it cannot hear through the, through the floor. And I've no, had this but did happen. you have your phone on you? Yep, the phone so, was cool. right 
next to me. And with a lot of like games and apps now, there it asks for permissions. Like I just installed a game that wanted permission to make phone calls. Like you're a game. What do you need to make phone calls for? The permission. And I think that's where it starts getting. Maybe it's like, oh, well, if I can make phone calls, I can start listening in on the microphone. And so then like the advertising you get in the game could be end up being more geared towards like what you're talking about or doing what you play it. Some of that is so that um, the game, when you get a phone call while you're mm. playing the game, you can pick up your phone. That's why it's... Some that's, of it. That's some, of it some of it. But not all of them. But not all of it. Or like not when it wants, like, I need permission to access your microphone. Yeah. You're, you're like, a puzzle game. What do you no. need my microphone for? Yeah. So let's, let's move on a little bit here because I want to talk about facial recognition. Mm. This is something that happens a lot now in China. China is adding a whole new, uh, a whole new part it. of their culture now, mm-hmm. where they have social status tied to things. So, Chelsea goes out, our dear Chelsea, because I'm picking on Chelsea You're a lot. You're saying tonight. I go outside? I leave my house? No. Okay. Um, Do you see her paleness? It, it's inside a building, obviously. Uh-huh. So Chelsea goes. <laughs> I take into a, a secret underground tunnel. Right. Anyway, um, in in Beijing, mm-hmm. and she does something wrong, like she. I accidentally take or something a soda out of a store that I was totally supposed to pay for, and it's a really expensive soda. It's like seven dollars. Right. So let's let's say she did that. She's now been caught on the surveillance in Beijing, and now they're going to drop her social status. What? This means. That when Chelsea decides that she wants to get a job, I look up on the computer, oh, your social status is too low. What's really ironic is both the Orville and Black Mirror did an episode on yep. this. Okay. Nosedive was the name of the episode for Black Mirror. And it was... I can't remember, but Orville was the one yeah, where, where it was Lamar. I would just like to point out humping a statue, that China which is a he very, mentions later on. Very communist country. Right. So their ideals are, their morals, I should say, are very different from mine. Are you close enough to your mic with your hand between you and the mic? Shut up. Shut they up. Can't, they, they, China can't hear you. Please get closer to your mic. <laughs> so, I just, like, I wonder what, you know, what the Chinese government decides like and how far you can slide and like you littered so you're a bad person so you are the lowest of the low and then you murdered somebody and they push you slightly higher up because that other person that you murdered was like actually a bad dude so like you did a good thing like now the other thing about China that's true of Japan China losing our funding from China I know Um, and and Korea is that they're very they're very (laughs) social oriented right so yeah. the thing about this is... Socialist oriented? No, not okay. socialism, Sorry. but socially oriented. Like, we all work together to do oh, yeah. a thing. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that we're all working together to make the country better in its general setup or whatever. And this is true of almost all of the Asian cultures in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, working as a team and working, you know, more more team oriented than individual oriented like mm-hmm. we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so... Part of this is, you're a litterer, well, you're ruining our culture in general, so yeah, we can take your social status, and most of the people will agree, yeah, yeah, because she shouldn't be littering in the first place. But as a socialist country, shouldn't they be like lifting each other up because it's the many that make the entire system? Right. But it's, 
again, this isn't necessarily a socialism thing. This is part of their culture. Yeah. Okay. That's I, a I'm weird clarifying because I've had to have it's this a, It's a clash of culture and politics to right. me. So that's very, very interesting. I... And facial recognition software is used for a lot of different things. I just wonder about the morality behind it and who got to decide what equivalence to what and how much your status can drop and, and that kind of fun thing. You know what I mean? Right. And does it does it like you dishonor your family by littering? Your whole all of your social status are lower. Like does that happen or is it just the individual? Right. Because well, that's, that's where it gets me. Because it used to be like if you just did something dishonorable, it was on your whole family for dishonor not raising you. you. Dishonor on you. Dishonor, dishonor on you. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on Dishonor. So I just wonder if maybe it affected the family more like it used to in the classic yeah. Asian culture. It might actually make a difference. Right. If, if I dishonored Troy and his mom. His mom. If your mom. Doesn't work his if mom. you your mom, your own mom. When you have to remember, they're on the forefront of technology in China and Japan. Mm-hmm. They are right there on the cut. They are the cutting edge. Right. Even in America, we're we're three seconds behind. Yeah. Or a day behind even. So they're so used to integrating technology in their daily lives. They're already up there with facial so- recognition software everywhere. We're not to that point here in the in the U.S. yet. And I put a question mark on that because I don't know NSA. We're looking at you. So not NSA, so, not safe anywhere. <laughs> well, and, and then that causes another problem. Yeah. So there's the other side of this, which is... It catches if, the bad guys. If you, Right. I mean, it does catch the bad guys if you use the facial recognition software and all of that stuff, which we don't. And therefore, what we end up doing at the airport is treating everybody like a criminal. It's, and some people are actually profiled. Like, I'm not going to lie. Some people are profiled at the airport. Muslims in particular. Right. People from, you know, those cultures. And and that's a thing. We're profiled after September 11th and still are. We were before. We were before. Um, In fact, you remember, I don't know if you ever saw the original airplane. Yeah. They do a profiling joke in it. Do they? Yeah. I didn't have to go back and watch it. Okay. It's It's just a problem that I've seen. Mid-70s, I think it came out. Because I was aware now. Yeah. Because I decided to be more. In 1980, I believe, was when airplane first when came out. You, okay, okay. you have to remember that the TSA coming with the Patriot Act. I know a bunch of people who have worked for the TSA. I have talked to them very frequently about their job. They are glorified security guards. They're actually specialized team who send bomb parts through, and they don't always get caught. Mm-hmm. They are just there to scare away potential people well, who aren't quite sure. Airport security is like a whole topic on its own. It is. Right. That, but so it's part I, of that Patriot Act, and that surveillance mm-hmm. there in particular is on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... Every time you walk into an airport, all eyes are on you. You better be chill. And, and for me, travel is very stressful. Like, getting there, making sure I'm there on time. Did I accidentally forget so to pack too much liquid? It's, it's right? more stressful for Troy and I first because time we've got I, kids First time I escape. traveled with my son, one of my... I have three sons. My three sons. They're like, what are these old people doing? <laughs> um, so, uh, he really had picked up the phrase, that's the bomb. And so I had to tell him, please don't say the word bomb while we're at the airport. My brother did the same thing. So I had to keep like reminding him not to do that. Luckily, we never got in trouble. Mm-hmm. But that was one of those things that I was imagining. 
we're going to get pulled to the side. Like, and you have, have to, to talk kids. about all this extra stuff with yeah. your kids before you travel. Like, this is not okay. Like, mm-hmm. even these things. And we should talk about this because this I've heard about. And this is when very I was, interesting, Emily. When Go I was ahead. at the airport, I'll, mm. I'll get her into that. Oh, yeah. Um, when, I was, when I was in the airport, my, my son has this problem with doing what he's told. He doesn't like to do what he's told. He just doesn't. He refuses. Dishonor you. So Dishonor your family. He, so the TSA agent, of course, because he's nine, the TSA agent's like, what's your name? And he just sat there and stared at him. Oh, and I'm like, buddy. please just tell him your name. <laughs> and it was like, he just had to like put in his two cents. And I'm like, no, this is going to get all of us searched. So... We were going through the airport coming out of out of Hawaii last week, and my wife's dad has forgotten and keeps forgetting that she has not changed her name. So, so she he he signed up all of her tickets under oh, right. my name. Oh no! You know her name with my last name, which is not the way she goes. No. Right. So TSA had a field day. Right. She had to sign an affidavit. She had to prove that she was who she was. She has no documentation that has my name on it at all. Mm-hmm. I showed the marriage certificate, but they can't accept anything digital. So even though I had the marriage certificate on my phone and I was showing them the marriage certificate, that's not acceptable. So she had to go through all this and then they searched her. We went through the, we went through the, and so here we are at Poor a little thing. teeny airport in Kona, Hawaii. The cutest airport, it's by the way. It's an adorable little airport. So Cavity search? No. There's not they, a lot of room did, in there. They did the whole pat-down thing. and I mean the whole body. It's took definitely everything intimidating. Out. I, don't, I don't know about that. I just, I mean, as, a, for, and, as an outside some. observance, I meant that. Oh my god. <laughs> Apparently we're the only ones having that conversation. Well, we should talk about um, the new art pieces that are coming through the airport because I've actually seen people with this before. Have oh, you seen dear. anybody? I haven't yet. So okay. what I have pulled up on my iPad just out of view is um, the art movement of anti-surveillance camouflage for your face. So it's like anything that breaks up the shape of a face, light colors, low down and dark colors up high. Um, neons. Has it been uh, proven to work? Asymmetrical. Is, I think okay. they've shown. Have they shown it works? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, On older systems, they can't complete the facial recognition because they, it breaks Some it up. Some of these are borderline almost wearing a mask, though, and I can see them getting Someone caught out. Someone deciding that that's not acceptable. If I can't. Are, it depends. Um, yeah. But a lot of it's been a big art movement. So in some places, it's huge. I've seen a couple people with it in the airport, and I'm like, hey. This looks super cool. Like I like what you did. It's it's very artistic. And they're like, yep, I'm just protecting myself and I'm expressing myself as well. And I think that's really freaking cool. And they don't usually get a lot of flack for it. People understand it. Um, so it's not become like a oh you shouldn't do that kind of thing yet. It's kind of like oh that's really cool. What's it for? It's like so that the NSA doesn't know my face. <laughs> you can't be tracked. And I just think it's just, it's a really interesting um, thing that's come about because there are, is yeah. so much surveillance now and we're living in, in a society that's moving more and more and more towards cameras on every corner and every light post and being able to protect yourself in this kind in this fashion and being able to just change something about yourself when you go into a public space that I can almost see them you. using the same role that they have for driver's licenses that if you want to be at an airport. You have to follow the rules with the driver's license, which is to not have anything obstructing your face. Right. And including yeah. that. I mean, I hope it doesn't come to that, but mm-hmm. also I don't want a I, bad guy to use problem, this. Here's my problem, I feel, yeah. 
Yeah. My problem is is that people get really thick bangs or they style their hair in artis artistic ways that cover a lot of their face. Mm -hmm. And the DMV now considers the fact that glasses obscure your face. Yes, which you can't is wear glasses dumb. in the future. And I can't see anything if I don't have my contacts in, which I don't travel in my contacts. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. So I have to go up to the, the airline agent and take off my glasses and squint at them. And they're like, can you see these numbers? And I'm like, no, I can't see those numbers. I'm super nearsighted and you're all the way over there. Can I go now? Do I look like my passport picture? Because I think I do. Yeah. Well, they do that because if an officer pulls you over mm -hmm. and you don't have your glasses, but you have glasses in your picture and they can't quite tell it's you, yeah. they can't make you put something on you don't have. But what they can make you take glasses off. All the theater people who drive home in their theater makeup because they just want to shower and take it off. What about all the people on Halloween who are wearing masks That's and a case layers by case of basis. paint? Like, so there's some the, things. I want to talk a little bit about the overview problem with this, though. So TSA is a great example of this. I personally feel like TSA is a feel-good thing. I, they... they we, we had a horrible, horrible thing happen to us. And nobody knows how to solve the problem. Because the real problem was the FBI wasn't talking to the CIA. The CIA wasn't talking to the NSA. Mm -hmm. The NSA wasn't talking to the local, local police. Because if you look back through it, everybody knew what was going on in 9-11. They just all had different puzzle pieces. So what needed to happen was all you people need to start talking to each other. And that solved the problem. But you can't say that to the American people because the American people are like, but what are you doing to solve the problem? So they <laughs> fired all of the private security in, in every, every, every uh, airport all across America, uh -huh. installed a government project in security, or security, which is huge and expensive and added much more to our taxpayer and budget. And has been proven to be vastly ineffective and annoying. at all than what we had before. Mm -hmm. What is effective and has stopped terrorism is now the FBI is supposed to report to the CIA, and the CIA is supposed to report to the NSA, and the NSA is supposed to report to the wait, local wait, wait. police. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying that we as people have to communicate between different agencies, even though they're different special super spy agencies that, oh my God, like can't talk to each other? Because right. like, oh my God, that would like break our confidence and our like strict security clearance, and you don't but, have that security clearance. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. So but I would like to say that there are several... Pleasant and very well-meaning NSA agents. So I if you're an NSA so, agent, yeah, please yeah, don't I've, be offended I've got a couple of buddies who work for the NSA, and actually, I love yeah, they're, 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 they're good, good people. There's, it's not it's their not fault. The people. Right. And some but of the I'm jokes that have come out of this are great. Yes. Like the Wi-Fi jokes, the when I got divorced, my NSA agent checked up on me to make sure I was okay. Like, that's super funny, right. but also terrifying. I mean, there was some good stuff that we've had in the motor pool. For sure. Um, which For you guys sure. are you guys are sharp out there in the motor pool today um but i mean it's that's the thing about this is it's all about assuaging fear right we're giving away our freedom to make us feel safer but are we actually but we're safer? not really safer what's well, to feel safer not to be it's safer. to feel safer because like that's the whole thing innocent people it's the ignorance thing Okay. People or TSA. Are, people are, the ignorance is bliss. You tell people they're safe, a lot of people are going to believe they're safe. And therein lies the rub. Right. You're safe, Chelsea. I'm it's safe. Okay. I heard Trump's building a wall to keep me away from them New Mexicans. Yes. No, keep, I am safe. You are. It's to keep the White Walkers out. It is. 
We've got the wall coming If we're up. keeping the White Walkers out, like, I'm going to fight. I'm gonna like, I will be the next one. Take, I want to go visit I need, Castle I Black. I'm going to take the Black and take the Oath. We are take north the of the wall. That makes us the White Walkers. Well, wait, we've already we're had the White Walkers. Well, that's why it's fine. Yes, I can't curse on the podcast. Taking the Black's the same as getting a vasectomy, so it all works out. Does that also make us reversion again? Does it like restart it? Why not? I'm wondering if you take because if we were saying if we take the black now, mm-hmm. we've already had kids. Yeah, does so that like reset everything? Do we get to be virgins again? Virginity is a social construct. Right, hey. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Do we get to do it again? Especially, I mean, that'd be cool. Especially, uh, no, we'll talk about. You that can later. do it now so, if you choose to do so. Uh, now, one thing that I'd like to touch on here is how do you protect yourself? How but do? Well, you? not not about kids. <laughs> we were talking about that. That didn't um, help us any. Uh, so, and, and what, some is, basic what phone is the se- basic, basic, basic phone security yeah. fix. Because getting back to our phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So never, obviously never leave your phone unattended because then someone can get your phone hey, and hack Emily, into it. have my phone. Change your phone's default passcode. No. I mean, a lot of the stuff <laughs> to, I assume a lot of people are like, well, of course you do this, but there's got to be <laughs> someone out there that might miss these things. Um, manage your Bluetooth security. Avoid using unprotected. Well, that's obviously Wi-Fi. True. <laughs> Bluetooth we just talked about networks. that. How'd that help you? Turn off your Bluetooth service when you aren't using it. Protect your PIN and credit card data. Use a protected app to store your PIN numbers or memorize them. Even better yet, if, I mean, you can't really memorize your. I mean, if you use the same one, then you're at risk of if someone cracks that one, then they have access to all of them. Here's here's another thing too that you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to have your GPS tracking on all the time. How do I play Pokemon Go? No, but I, I always know where do, you are I know. at all times. So Emily and I are each other's backup. Yeah. So if something were to happen to one of us, we always have our location shared on Google. Now we understand that we share that information with Google, which right. is annoying, but it hasn't been annoying to the part where it's been a bad idea because there was actually a point where we were on vacation and I had told some people I was walking back to our Airbnb. Everybody flipped out because they forgot and they called Emily. She's like, oh, it looks like she's at the Airbnb. Yep. We're each other's backup. I, I love... You can't kidnap either of us. I know a lot of people it's freak out over sharing their location, but I love the concept of knowing where all my friends are. Mm-hmm. Way back in the 90s, they had a thing, Where Are You At? Which yeah. was by the same guys who did What's Up type thing. Um, but it was a, an early app thing for your phone where you, all your buddies can know where you're at. Yeah. And that way when someone gets like in the, your neighborhood, it alerts you and you can, oh, I see you're in my neighborhood. You want to go get lunch? Type thing. I love this concept, but too many people are afraid of sharing their locations. You don't have a network like that. Yeah. Uh, my son and I and my wife share our locations with each other. As part of a thing, mainly if he forgets his phone somewhere, I'll know so where his phone's at. Because yeah. I need to do that with my kid's tablet. Yeah. See, my SO and I don't because we figure that even though sometimes Tyler's really bad at phone life and answering Superior it and letting officer? me know. Yes. Okay. yes. So. Eh. <laughs> but like we don't share location because we do trust each other and it hasn't been a big problem but if he's going to be out really late he'll share his location with me for like 24 hours just so I know where he is if like he's like I'm really drunk and I don't know where I am and I just need you to come get me I can go get him but we always have each other so if the boys don't know where we are they'll just ask one of us well you say that but I'm constantly sharing my location with my husband because like well yeah, I think I would do that too. It's I don't have to share your location a, with your husband. Thing. Of course, I would. Okay. Really? I like her I, well, he knows I come home super late at night from like podcast, and right. if I don't come home at ten o'clock, and he can see that I'm stranded on I twenty five, he knows where to go. Yeah. So 
I mean, I'm still it's like, fun. I'm still all about the old school text check-in. Like mm-hmm. when everybody leaves Guild, Sword Guild after a drinking night, and like everybody needs to text the group chat when you guys get home, so we know that you got home safe. And if they don't text, we're not freaking out. We'll usually text the next day and be like, mm-hmm. "Yo, John, you okay?" And he's like, "Yo, I was just really drunk, passed out. Uber dropped me off. It was no big." You know what I mean? Right. So like we do the the check-in because it's nice a and b. Like I do want to make sure you're not kidnapped or dead in a ditch. <laughs> and that's a nice benign level of surveillance. It's not like the the you know it's not intrusive. being watched. Big Brother is watching level of. It's just it's friends watching out for friends, and that's because the world is still dangerous. Be. Right. Of course. There are still. This is this is there. one of those things where, for convenience and your own security, it's worth giving up that potential lack of freedom that so, that someone else in the government knows where you are. Well, and my mom's big argument is teenagers. My brother as a teenager would disappear. I would disappear because I just wanted some quiet time by myself at my friend's house. But my mom had no idea where I was. If she had GPS tracking, then she would. <laughs> and you. she said she would have felt a lot better. But it was what it was, and she dealt with it. When I have kids. GPS tracking. I I joke I half jokingly like, about putting GPS trackers in our kids' skin. Yeah. Because I'm super paranoid about stuff. Stick it in the fat of the butt. Uh, so what, an actual really important tip that I've told people, and it turned out some people didn't yeah. realize this, yeah. is when you're using public Wi-Fi, make sure you're using the actual Wi-Fi of the place that you're at, because hackers right. will like put Starbucks one. Oh, and yeah. you will be routing through their hotspot, mm-hmm. and then they can see everything you're doing, including getting your passwords if you type them in. Totally. So you want to make sure you're using the actual Wi-Fi, the legitimate place where you're at. Like well, I was once at McDonald's, and it was McDonald's with a capital M and an apostrophe after the S. And then there was McDonald's Wi-Fi, and it's like several choices, all of them labeled McDonald's. Any one of them could have been the right one if you don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's one way hackers will get into your phone is if you try to use public Wi-Fi and you accidentally route through their hotspots. So well, and there are huge Wi-Fi spots in cities in the UK, so you do need to be careful as well when you're traveling abroad. It'll say, like, free um, Edinburgh Wi-Fi, and it'll show you the terms. And it says, this is Edinburgh. We can track your data while you're using this Wi-Fi, but you can use it to connect with people. Right. This is what we use this for to make sure that you're safe and, you know, anything you do here is like relatively monitored you know it's yep. for your safety of course but it's also for their safety as well from you it's it's a two-way street that safety yeah uh, I have a little cover um, for my tablet while I had my tablet I had a cover for the camera and I have a cover for my camera on my laptop as well but I don't have one for my phone and I usually store it like when I'm out in public I'll usually place it down yeah, first tape. That's also to kind of show that I'm paying attention to a conversation and I'm not like, mm-hmm. I need to look at my phone and not you. So it's, that's just like a polite thing to do, but it's also so the camera is down. That makes sense. So if it turns on, I'm like... So apparently, one of the members of our motor pool has GPS trackers on all of us. I'm just saying. And everybody in the motor pool. Well, no, 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 it's just the motor pool. Oh, just the motor pool. Just the motor pool. And in case you're wondering, if you're listening to this, the motor pool is who we call our fans who come and watch us live on Facebook. you could do too. And you can also go to Facebook and find all of our previous episodes and watch us make faces at each other while we do the podcast. Yeah. So, now, um, I remember being the moderator of this. I remember one of you wanted to bring up something related to... Um, um, China and Blizzard, Blizzard, which right. I don't think we've touched on yet. We haven't, which is 
people making reactions to behavior that's going on. Um, Blizzard has a massive, massive following in China. Not and, anymore. Wait, sorry. <laughs> and there has been a whole bunch of... And, and Blizzard, for those who are not in part of this world, is a game-creating group. The, some of the more popular ones that you might have heard of, World of, War, World world of, of Warcraft, Warcraft, Starcraft, which is my favorite. Overwatch. Starcraft. Overwatch, uh, Diablo, Diablo 2. Diablo 3. Hearthstone is in particular Diablo the 4. one we're talking about. There was a champion of a, a Hearthstone, a Hearthstone, Hearthstone game, yeah. game who made a comment. I believe it was something, it's a slogan that they're using in Hong Kong right now. Mm-hmm. Right, for the Hong um, Kong riots. Now yeah. we've lost support from China. Um, well, hey, I haven't supported this guy. I also haven't denied support to him. Um, We're just I, I totally will. I'm wearing my support this guy shirt. Uh, but he made a comment about the rebellion saying um, freedom. Does anybody yeah, remember it? It, was, exactly? it, well, all, it wasn't. I remember reading it and thinking it wasn't even anything other than just expressing support. Yeah, he, just he supports the democratic, the, the Democrat, the, the Democratic people who are protesting at this mm-hmm. point in time, the protesters. Yeah. So all he did was just say that he supported it. So they ripped his, um, like his winnings away from him. They took them completely. They said they were banning him for a year because he made political comments which were not allowed in the tournament. Everybody flipped out. Everybody was like, nah, fam, that's not happening. We're not standing for this. He didn't actually break any official tournament rules at any point. Right. They say when you're playing the game, you can't do certain things, but this was not one of them. Because it was so, a tweet, wasn't it? I think oh, no, I believe he was doing an award, an acceptance a, speech. Yeah, it was an expe- acceptance, oh, acceptance speech, speech, so it was just a quick piece. And my biggest thing is, you know, when you have international attention, people always say, like, oh, celebrities shouldn't comment on politics, and musicians shouldn't comment on politics. Mm-hmm. Well, they have a platform, yeah. and they are allowed to express called freedom of speech honey yeah so don't they like did. what they're saying don't listen yeah so essentially um they they did later China. say oh well he actually didn't break the rules but he's still banned for six months and everybody was like you're owned by china blizzard yep. and blizzard was like nah fam well, and so they took an overwatch character whose name is may and they made her like the hero of hong kong for a little bit so she was fan like, art right? <laughs> which is great because like Oh, she's a Chinese. Right, it was a fan art, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it became art. this huge thing. And China, and meanwhile, Blizzard's still sitting there like, we're not owned by China. And we're all like, uh-huh. So I know hundreds of people all over my Facebook and Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram going, hey, you know, I had a, a regular Overwatch team. Right. Like, we would play you, like you said that you, you said that you're done with them I for a while, right? It. So, yeah. All their games. World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, you do Heroes that, of the Storm. They still have your money from buying Overwatch, yeah, it's buying there. Diablo. They but still have your I'm money. They don't streaming care that you're not playing. anything. I'm not purchasing anything from them. I'm not playing their game. I yeah. feel like I'm still allowed to say my piece by not supporting them, their servers. So, But, but let's talk about this from yeah. an, a top-down point of view, which is <laughs> what happens when you have a situation where, like a company, is taking money from a foreign entity or something, and then they are pressured to take this out. You know, well, I would China, also like to... China has notoriously hated Taipei and Taiwan. Free and, Nepal. And Nepal. Free Tibet. Well, this, Free ties Tibet. Into, this ties into the NBA. 
which uh, for sports geeks out there, they probably already know about this. There's an NBA player who did something similar, and uh, China said, well, we're not going to carry basketball games anymore on our TV unless we fix this. And it took the officials with the NBA a while to back them, but eventually they did back them, and uh, fans are like, why didn't you back them immediately? But they did back them. They waited. They waited to find out because they get a lot of money from them. Um, and what's more interesting is I saw a little snippet of a press release with two basketball players, and, the, and one of the reporters asked them about it, and they did not answer. They looked at each other really nervously. They looked off camera to their advisors off really nervously. They were told no, not to I... talk about it. Yeah, so NBA has also got a bit of a stranglehold on them because a lot of money is made in China about sports, and especially basketball. Uh, so right. there's uh, a lot. So the question becomes, you know, now, sure, we're in America and sure we have freedoms. But if you're owned by your company and your company's getting a ton of money, as you're mentioning, from China. What do you do? Yeah. They're going to monitor everything you say online. That could yeah. be big problems. And, and, that, and that's one of those things. When that's one of those conflicts between capitalism and politics. Mm-hmm. Because same thing could happen with me. I'm your boss and You're not my supervisor. You're not my real boss. Um, I'm your boss and I'm the one paying all of your bills and everything like that and your medical pension and I mean you've got good medical insurance and everything like that. Mm -hmm. This happens a lot now because like my my wife's a teacher and she's not allowed to say anything on social media. Because if she does, they've got a clause in her contract now that says, if we find out, you're out. And that's, so you are controlled now by your, by, so let's say the government does get wonky and out of control. And I say something about it. My company, who's owned by the government, says, you can't say that or we'll fire you. And then you'll be left unemployed with a family with no health care. And no insurance. Yeah, because freedom of speech no does not protect your right to a job. Right. It just protects the right that the government can't government can't persecute you. The government you can't said. persecute you, right. but your, your business your can. business totally can. See, your I company work in can. passports and visas. Yes. And I still don't make a lot of political commentary online. I do in person and I'll always be happy to comment on things in person, but I don't do it online because you can't be rash like that's there forever and what if I do want to go work for the state department after a little bit if I decide that I'm done with this you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I don't want to bash and leak every single thing that happens because some people are human mistakes happen like life happens right and sometimes things come up very unexpectedly that we don't expect like the whole China Hong Kong conflict and then I've got my clients calling in going is it safe for me to go to Hong Kong and I'm like let me check travel.state.gov let's look up the government you know what does the government say the government says you should probably avoid traveling to Hong Kong right now (laughs) so maybe don't (laughs) but I mean like you know current our current political environment right now is extraordinarily polarized oh yeah all you need to do is be a conservative working for a liberal or a liberal working for a conservative Mm -hmm. and that could cause enough to get you fired Mm -hmm. and students as well students students can get ejected from from schools i mean this is not a good this is not a good situation it's very awkward um i feel like we have to be very closed doors about things and the problem is is that the news is also polarizing as well you have the democrats saying these darn republicans are ruining everything and the other republicans saying these darn democrats are ruining everything instead of actually like working to fix problems they're bickering like small children on a playground 
and people wonder why I don't like politics. But I would like to uh, briefly mention, of course, now it automatically went away. Um, someone on our motor pool was touching on back on the uh, basketball thing. Yeah. They said someone at a Washington Wizards basketball game had their signs confiscated. Uh, an audience member had a sign had their signs confiscated that said "Free Hong Kong." Right. And that's here uh, with a basketball game. An audience member's signs taken away. Mm-hmm. Well, we, for a long time, you couldn't say "Free Tibet." You really could. I mean, so the French prime minister at a UN conference said "Free Tibet." And now French passport and the holders in the U.S. have to apply for Chinese visas in person. That's a change. What That's if I had shift. little? What if I made um, little cupcakes and called them Tibet and I gave them away free? Could I go around saying free Tibet? Given away. <laughs> See, that's the way to get around it. So here's the big thing for me too. Okay. Even in even in a world of surveillance, you have to remember that politically, that you can make a big difference by demonstrating and taking action. A lot of organizations right now because we are going into our annual election, are taking money, donations, but when they knock on my door, I'm like, how can I actually personally get involved? I don't want you to have my money because I don't know specifically where it is going. And you can't tell me that because you are a nonprofit organization and you don't have the resources. How can I participate? And demonstrations are a big thing because demonstrations are also recorded. And the government can watch that for years and years and go, we did something real bad because they're real mad, you guys. There are more of us than them. And thank you for demonstrating that. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So um, <laughs> we'd like to thank you for coming to our show. Our TED Talk. Our TED Talk was mm-hmm. our geek tonk. Tonk? <laughs> tonk? <laughs> honky tonk. Our geek talk. <laughs> our hoedown. <laughs> our shindig. So, <laughs> so um, <laughs> next week's show is going to be pre-recorded because we all died. Done, done, done. Uh, we, uh, we explore the extremely supposedly haunted River Road. Riverdale, Riverdale Road. Road. It's where Archie and Jughead died. Yes. So uh, watch our ghost-busting hunting footage next week, uh, pre-recorded. It's super spooky. For those of us who can, we will log on and watch um, if we're not out trick-or-treating um, and answer questions for you while we watch. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, in November, uh, we're going to be tackling the umbrella topic of anger with our first episode being about cancer. Not cancer. Cancel culture. Cancer culture? Cancer culture is a bad thing, too, but... <laughs> we're going to cancel I'm very, cancer. I'm cool with that. I wouldn't I would be, be I'm happy with that. I wouldn't and be no opposed. one would be angry about We're quite content. Cancer. But it's anger, so we got to do cancel culture instead. Yeah. So um, I think that covers us. Thanks for joining us. Please uh, message us if any of your questions or comments. You can also contact us on Twitter. And Facebook. And, and Discord. And email. questions at RockyMountainGeekTank.com. There's so many ways to get a hold of us, you Yay. guys. Use them. Yep. You can. So that's all the time we got for today. I've been Guy. I've been Troy. I've been Chelsea. I've been Emily. And this is Geek Tank. As always, you can email us at questions at RockyMountainGeekTank.com. Join the conversation on Twitter at RMGeekTank. You can also follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Tumblr for Rocky Mountain Geek Tank. Feel free to join the conversation. We look forward to hearing from you. Geek Tank is a production of Fox Blade Media and is protected under the Creative Commons 3.0 license. Kevin Weibler is our engineer, and our music was composed by David Coyne. Geek Tank is funded by listeners like you. Please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash boxplate. I'm Mike Davis, coming to you from the Twilight Zone. Good night.
lagi.